This episode of the Ankler Podcast is sponsored by Universal Pictures' The Fablemans, directed and co-written by Steven Spielberg. Now nominated for 11 Critics' Choice Film Awards, including Best Picture, and five Golden Globe Awards, including Best Picture Drama. ABC News calls The Fablemans a personal best for Steven Spielberg and an enduring classic. And Time Magazine has selected The Fablemans as the best film of 2022. Welcome to the Ankler Podcast. This is Sean McNulty from the Wake Up Newsletter here at the Ankler. Joining me today are Richard Rushfield and Janice Min, along with special guest uh, Sonny Bunch, who's the culture editor at The Bulwark, where he hosts the Across the Movie Aisle and the Bulwark Goes to Hollywood podcast of his own, uh, and definitely has a better podcast. <laughs> there we go. Definitely has a better podcast voice than I do. Case in point, Sonny, how are you? Thanks for joining. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. All right. Good to have you back. Uh, so let's kick off our first podcast of 2023. Let's be on a positive note, shall we? Richard, uh, did you put that in my notes about being more positive this year? Was that you or is that somebody else? <laughs> we're, we're all working on it, Sean. Okay. All working on it. But, <laughs> <That's> uh, <so laughs> a fed, uh, the fed released their jobs report this morning, which was slightly above expectations and job additions. So, uh, just both good and bad news. Vince McMahon is coming back to life, the WWE apparently. So sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> We have uh, Avatar meeting all the loft, the uh, lofty box office expectations so far. Uh, we'll get to that in a bit in the 2023 outlook. But uh, up first in Hollywood is the Golden Globes are back, uh, which I guess is <laughs> positive or not news. I don't depends upon your. You know, your Richard's going on Tuesday. Oh, I didn't. This is news. Okay. Oh, what, what, well, what are, you, what are you what are you wearing, Richard? My first question. Well, that's the 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 question. Uh, the the. Uh, the one tuxedo I have dates back to the first Clinton inauguration uh, that was uh, what it purchased for. So it, it it would take all sorts of scaffolding to get me into that right now. So you could probably uh, get that done in L.A. over the weekend. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm assuming I, it's I'm, possible. <laughs> I'm working on coming up with an alternative that's sort of uh, reporter formal. Um, so good, good enough to, to pass for me. Uh I think we'll reporter see. formal can be black jeans, right? <laughs> and uh, and black jeans and a blazer. That that's reporter formal to me. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe tying my shoelaces would be uh, <laughs> would count for something. But uh, I, I hope hopefully I can get I can pass the bar and uh, not be not be stopped by security. Wow, that's exciting, Sonny. Have you ever been to the Golden Globes? I wish oh. I would. I would. I would love to go to the Golden Globes. That that sounds like a good time. I, uh, traditionally, I, 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 I actually I, own a tuxedo that I can I can fit into. So if you need oh. somebody to fly out there uh, by Tuesday, let me know. I, I'll, oh, I'll make it. Okay, you could be, you could be Richard's wingman. It would be uh, <laughs> that'd be pretty or, awesome. Or my stand. Or my stand-in, if I can't. Oh, right, that's true. Yeah. So. Do you do you feel do you feel a good seat on a Sunday when Richard has to get up and uh you know? Yeah, I can. I can be bar. a seat filler. I can. Okay. I can run from table to table. You know. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll put this in put this in the works here. But also, HFPA, get on it. Invite Sunny Bunch. Probably <laughs> one of the most I mean, influential cultural movie loving critics sure, out there. Sure. Commentators. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I, I will say that uh, as, as one, I, I did a column one year where I went to, I think. 17 award shows in one year uh Oof. so I, I i i i've been to all of them and the golden globes traditionally was the only one that i would go to voluntarily that uh, <laughs> was, was the only one that's actually fun to be at at, at times so yeah. by the way this is where Rich, richard and i first met at a golden globe that's right so it, oh like historic uh <laughs> historic meeting of we'll be at the same table way back right by the in the uh, kitchen <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Like you'll get, be getting bumped by a tray like every thirty seconds, but yeah, the the kids' table. Well, well this year is, is everybody going? I mean, that's the only one question. I mean, they released the the list of presenters and stuff. There may be good seating this year for you, Richard. I don't know. Is uh is is uh, my question? You know, I'm here in New York. Obviously, Sunny is is down in Texas. You know, is, is L.A. talking about the Globes? Or is everybody going to the Globes? What's the vibe? Well, Janice, okay, I'll start with you here. Tuesday night, like. <laughs> Like what's with the two? Was that just when NBC, after they finally said yes, could like squeeze in a time and you know, was it pretty, or was it they thought 
it, it was their way to say, oh, maybe if we put it on Tuesday, nobody will notice that we're doing it. <laughs> right. We, you can like split the difference and it'll be, if it's a disaster, you can blame Tuesday. Right. And I, I don't know. There's I've no been asking, I've been asking around since I'm going, uh, asking people, are, are you going? And uh, no one yet has said yes to me. So, uh, and there's, there's no, there's almost no parties leading up to it. Hmm. Um, the the after party uh, that that at the Beverly Hills that HBO traditionally threw was was right. was, was was better than the ceremony itself. Um, that's and right where you would only go to the HBO party sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Many people come just for that, and uh, that that's being thrown by 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 Billboard this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> which All right. is still, and I think. Variety is doing some sort of a pre thing, so clearly uh, a certain corporation is investing a lot of money in the Golden Globes this uh, year, who also happens to produce the show. Um, anyway, <laughs> well, I, I, the, the Tuesday what a coincidence. Thing, <laughs> the Tuesday thing is interesting, though, uh, because I, I assumed that it was to get out of the way of any possible football game, right? Yeah. Like there's there's the there was a there's a really great infographic going around Twitter this morning uh, that is just it's just a bunch of footballs. It's just a bunch of footballs. It's and it, it it represents this. It's 82 NFL games in the top hundred most watched TV shows of 2022. Um, the the only uh, entertainment adjacent thing that is on this list of hundred most watched broadcasts, uh, number 77, the Oscars. Like I, the, the oh problem. Oh my god. The the problem with uh, you know the NFL is that any anything that goes up, you could go up against two, three, and the. 12 teams uh, with the Golden Globes and the Golden Globes will get blown out of the water. Now, I don't know that it's necessarily going to be much better on a Tuesday night. Uh, didn't really seem to work for the Emmys, which had very bad ratings uh, recently on a Monday, I think, instead of a Sunday. Um, but it, it just I, I it's 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 amazing what the NFL is doing. Yeah. And football is your answer. So NBC has the Sunday night game because the schedule is now longer this year. They added a week. So right. NBC has Sunday night and Monday night has a game on Monday night. So they, to your point, Sunday, they don't want to go up against Monday night football. So no. Tuesday it is. Well, yeah. Tuesday. Also the whole, that whole terrible injury from the Buffalo mm. Bills. And he's player. recovering and he's been Thank making God. some good news this week. But That's also positive I, I'm news. I'm sure you have, you know, I live in my West side bubble of finger wagging people. And like, and everyone was like, Oh my God, this is going to, really hurt the NFL and it's going to like, it's going to really show how destructive and dangerous the NFL is. I'm like, uh, I think it actually, like when you, it, it just, it raises the stakes of the game. It makes it more like dramatic and people are more emotionally invested. It would be my take. I mean, Sonny, you live in, I'm assuming, you know, football, the football <laughs> right. capital of the world, more, more college and high school, but, but the, uh, but yeah, no, the, uh, I, I think the ratings of the game actually went up after yes. the injury. People were tuning in to see to see how he was. And look, I, I you know, I, I'm not saying that people were tuning in. You know, I'm not saying pe- more people should get injured for, yeah. for, for for ratings. But the but here's I, I think there are two reactions. One, Janice is the one that you mentioned, right? The kind of, well, this we got to really think about sport. And here's a second reaction from the player. The first question he asked when he woke up was, did we win the game? Yeah. Right. And <laughs> right. I think that, right. that is that is the question that respond that 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 correlates to these people who make NFL games, the 82 or whatever highest rated games of the year. That's what uh, like. I, I, you can say what you want about football. My wife and I, we're not going to let our son play football. Dangerous, bad for the brain, whatever. Uh, I, people love to watch it. And I, the, the, there's a reason these rights deals go for billions of dollars. And there's a reason the Golden Globes are like, ah, we're, ge- we're going to go on a random day in the middle of the week. And, and think of that contrast, because you, you know what? <clears throat> no one is dying to know who will win is the Golden Globes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. or the oscar for that matter it's like it, the yeah. the right. uh i mean the, the muted anticipation this year it 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 doesn't feel so much odd as sort of like yeah that's a that's about where where the level of excitement should be right now uh about the awards well, richard so, richard wrote this um really great column uh, about new year's resolutions for hollywood for this year and one of the things he said was like I don't know if it was one of your actual points or just part of a point, but I think you said, like, why, why is the Super Bowl? Why is, why are sports the ones that own like the national cultural conversation now? And like, and Hollywood has kind of seeded the uh, ground on 
mass cultural events. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's, there's no anticipation about this. I think there's, there can't be five people outside of the, the LA area that are, that that are dying to know who's going to win the the best uh, dramatic film or even know who's nominated for it at this point yeah it's uh you know i'll give just a re- to recap the ratings uh you know 2020 the golden globes had 18.3 million 2021 and that was in a, that was in the healthy year that was that was the healthy year. they got <laughs> thank, thank you janice exactly canceled. that was pre yeah. covid and yes. well sorry pre covid and pre cancellation of yes. well they no, but they had an event in 2021 which was COVID, which is which was down to six point nine million. Twenty twenty two was the zero point zero year, no show or no show on TV. Um, so you know they took a essentially a you know almost a seventy percent hit in, in audience between twenty twenty one and twenty twenty one. COVID obviously played a lot of factor in that, but you know it's not getting back to eighteen million. I don't think is going to be what's going to happen on on a Tuesday night. So uh, you know, I guess you know. I mean, just from a business point of view, you know, and NBC severed their deal. They were paying $60 million a year for this show before the whole fiasco happened with the organization. And everybody finally realized, oh, wait, <laughs> who's in this? Um, <laughs> great. The Great Awakening. Uh, you know, I guess my question for you, Richard, is, you know, this Tuesday night stuff. It's one year. This is a one year deal NBC made. And no, I'm not, nothing, nothing was reported in terms of a number. Does NBC doesn't even need this to work? I don't even know. Like, does it matter to NBC if this I actually mean, I, gets to something or not? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think repeating the 6.9 million would be a victory for them. Right. Right. At this point. So, and that's, you know, that's not one of the biggest shows in the world. That's uh, the vo- the voice ratings essentially is about that. That's about the size that they get on a, on a weekly basis. Um, yeah, that's not so, a, that's not something you pay sixty million dollars for. Could you see this going to streaming after this, Richard? Or is this not? Would, would you think you know they would bite at something like this if the show if it gets like four million or NBC is just not interested next year? Do you see? Was there a future for this show elsewhere? Do you think? I mean, I, I think it's true of uh, the Globes and the Oscars that that either they have to find some way to turn this around and good luck on that uh, right. or streaming is the natural home for for this because yeah. they they can't be living with this expectation of massive ratings when that's clearly no longer the world we're, we're living in anymore. Yeah. So, Sonny, give us the view from Texas. Yeah. Just, are you... Will you be watching the, the Globes? Golden Globes, Sonny, or what? I mean, I'll be watching the Globes. I, I don't know about anybody uh, who who lives around here. I, I will say it; it's not been a a big topic of conversation uh, with the moms and dads in the uh, the car carpool lane uh, picking up the kids. Uh, we have not been, you know, trying to figure out, you know, well, what, what does it mean that Tom Cruise got snubbed by the by the Globes? Is it because he gave back his statues? You know, like what's the what's the deal there? Uh, so it, I would say it's. I mean, I I will be one hundred percent honest. I had. I had almost forgotten about them until you mentioned them for the show this week. I because I I was like I know they're coming up I know they're coming up early in January, uh, but you know right. they're they're not they they weren't totally on my radar. I was like, oh wait, it's actually on Tuesday. That's that's when, that's when this is going to happen. So I I just I don't I I don't think I I think the Golden Globes are currently occupying the, the space that they should occupy, which is that they are. Uh, is slightly more important than the New York Film Critics Circle Awards, and and not not much more than that in terms of prestige and all that. Now, if it's a good show, it's going to be a good show. Maybe maybe they'll maybe the the host that they finally cajoled into showing up and doing it will will put on a great. He's actually great show. pretty funny. He uh, is. He is. Yeah. But but it, uh, Gerard Gerard yeah. Carmichael. Yeah, 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 Gerard, Gerard Carmichael. He um he's he's good. He's funny. But I'm. Uh, it, they, it seemed like they were going through a lot of names before before they got to... I mean, I think w- whenever you hear a, a host named for one of these awards shows, you, you have to imagine they've gone through double digits at that point, right? Before the per- someone says yes. And I think with like, with is it Gerard, not Gerard? Jared, it's Gerard. Yeah, Gerard. I'm going to assume like he this is someone who, you you know, you want someone maybe on the rise and ascendant who, you know, feels this is a way to to grow his career or profile oh it's but, great for him yeah i mean yeah, you know he's yeah. on billboards and whatever but uh i mean back to sunny's point you know I, I i think he's fantastic his special on hbo is fantastic how many people saw it i don't know outside of again the yeah. new york and la circuit and how many people outside of out of comedy 
you know, know him. I don't, you know, it's like, who's he was very funny show? on SNL. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. On SNL was a good, yeah, that's true. That's true. So maybe that Will Smith in this. Yeah. Last <laughs> right. He was after this. Exactly. Very, very, <laughs> very funny. Good um, timing to do that. So and this, Eddie, and Eddie Murphy's also getting a big speed, big award, the Lifetime yeah. Achievement Award. So maybe that'll be something people, you know, he might show up with something this year. So. Um, wait, so Sunny, I'm going to ask you a really easy question. Um, what do you think, what, from your view, you cover this all the time. What is ailing movies right now? Like, what do you, what do you see as the, the... well, I mean, it, it depends on what we, what we're talking about when we, we mean ailing. I mean, I, I, there, there have been a lot of good movies out this award season, right? I liked, I liked, uh, the Fablemans. I liked the whale. I liked uh, Babylon, you know, the, all of these movies are have have their own problems and issues, but they're they're all pretty good. The, the problem is nobody's going to see them in theaters because the studios have trained people to wait three weeks for stuff to show up uh, at home on on yeah. on their TVs. I mean, I like, you know, uh, I, when I when I heard that people were watching the Fablemans on VOD, I was like, OK, I wait. I just saw that in theaters like two weeks ago or, you know, the the. I, I'm I'm deeply I'm deeply frustrated with the the shattering of the release window uh, for a whole bunch of reasons. Um, mostly that I, you know, I love theaters and I would like them to be places for stuff other than Avatar: The Way of Water or the latest MCU movie. Um, I, I would like them to survive, but the. Uh, the, the you know the reason none of these movies are are doing well at the box office is because people are just like I'll just wait I'll wait three weeks I'll wait but is that I mean what in 2015 what what does the Fablemans gross uh i don't know i mean i well i this is a this there's there is a secondary point here which is that the advertising campaigns for some of these movies has not been great i mean i like um uh, you know, Empire of Light, right, is pitched as this like magic of the movies movie, but it's not really that. It's not. It's not exactly that. Um, uh, I don't know what are what are some of the other ones. I it just it, the 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 I, I do not think that the ad campaigns have been uh very striking or uh have convinced people to to show up in theaters. But I I will here here's what I would counter with is I think a movie like The Whale. You released that in 2015, which is an uh, which is an uh, an audience pleasing, crowd pleasing sort of movie. Um, audiences love it. I mean, they're they're going going crazy for it. Um, uh, critics are a little bit tougher on it. I think a movie like that could do 50 to 80 million dollars in theaters. I think that I think that is a, that's a movie that would have good word of mouth that people would show up for. I mean, remember Black Swan grossed. A hundred million dollars uh, domestically, something like that, some some enormous amount of money from Darren Aronofsky, who directed The Whale, which is why I bring that up. And and Black Swan is a much weirder movie than The Whale. The Whale is almost yeah. mawkish in its sen- sentimentality, uh, you know, which, again, it, like it's the reason critics don't love it. But I think audiences would have gone gaga for it. They're not showing up because they've been trained not to go to theaters for that sort of movie. Um, and I, it's, it's a shame. But Sonny, I want to ask you, though, like, I think. Like you can, I'm just being devil's advocate here. You can blame streaming, but you also have like these massive cultural events happening on streaming. Like I, and I'm going to call out Netflix, which has had like a really nice little run of sort of, you know, uh, uh, shows that or shows that everyone's talking about. So you have Megan and Harry or Harry and Megan, and then Wednesday and, mm-hmm. um, you know, M- like a thousand cultural pieces have been written about how terrible Emily in Paris is and why we're watching it. And, um, so there is the ability to build that kind of like mass event on streaming though. Sure, there is, but I mean, those are all shows, right? Like, yeah, Netflix's yeah. Netflix's uh, uh, award season movie offerings have died. Have I like? Has anybody talking about White Noise? I haven't heard anybody talking about White. Everyone's noise. talking is, about Bardo. <laughs> is anybody talking about Bardo? I like. I I'm a, I'm a literal film critic, and I am avoiding that movie like the plague. I just I I I do not want to sit like down homework? and watch it because it feels like homework. I'm not a huge Inurito fan to begin with, but like, I I just like I. It's not. I mean, their biggest their biggest hit, uh, and I, it looked for a minute like it was going to die, and then it, it it did pretty good numbers over the week. Was uh, Knives Out, right? Knives Out, right? The new yeah. uh, Glass Onion, Glass, <laughs> Knives Out Two, Glass Onion, right. um, uh, is is doing. I think it's going to end up being you know in their top five most 
hours, millions of hours watched movies of all time. But I mean, even those, even, even something like that is dwarfed by Stranger Things or Wednesday, which did huge numbers. The two, um, uh, uh, new series, uh, the murder, murder series from, uh, uh, uh the, the Glee guy, what's Ryan Murphy, Ryan Murphy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, have done huge, huge numbers and they've been talked about by everyone, but those are TV shows and Netflix. I mean, look, Netflix is a TV network. That's what it is. That's what their, that's what their bread and butter is. And, uh, you know, trying the, 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 the move to prestige and streaming is, I think, you it, does anybody want the Oscars to be? Uh, uh, here's what the best made for TV movie is because that's kind of where we're headed, and I don't right. I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a good thing for the Oscars. I don't think that's a good thing for the industry or any of the studios. I mean, R- Richard and I um, had a meal with somebody today this week who was talking, who was very knowledgeable about the industry, who said was quoting someone very senior in the industry who said the Oscars are on the verge of becoming the cable ace awards that you know just, just entirely totally. niche. Yeah, totally. Or or what what, uh, you know, HBO was to the to the Emmys in the uh, late 90s, early aughts. Right. Like, it, you know, I don't know. It's it's not it's not ideal. Well, this is also just the windows of conversation on these things. I mean, and that's very it's not talked about much, but you mentioned Wednesday, Janice, that came out almost six weeks ago. And that is still topping the charts. Right. You look at the movie, and I follow the movies. I do my Netflix box office report every week. The movies, I don't care what it is. It does the opening weekend, which is usually anywhere from two to four days. It peaks in the first week, and then it's down usually at least 30%, maybe up to 50% in week two. Week four, it's barely on the chart. Maybe if it's a big hit, it will, and then it's done. Like I don't care what yeah. you're talking about, whether it's Adam Project, their biggest film of 2022, The Adam Project, or even Glass Onion just broke the record this past week for the biggest, you know, that movie did have a huge week on Netflix in the last week of December. But by mid, by next week, we will not be talking about Glass Onion. We will still probably be talking about Wednesday and, you know, Emily in Paris and everything you just said, Janice. So it's not even just like the engagement. It's the conversation around it. Movies on streaming don't have conversation. I don't care. There's, I, I really can't think of any example of a film that streamed in October you know, but you could argue maybe Coda, but it's a, that was kind of an off year, and, they, and Apple advertised the heck out of it. Even like Emancipation, which, by yeah. the way, who's even <laughs> did that come I mean, and go when nobody talked about it? Like, turned out something. fast, right? I, I saw a, a TV ad last night for it. I'm like, oh right, yo, you're advertising for this again. I was like, I yeah. barely saw anything about this, and that came out December uh, almost a month ago. Yeah. Wait, did Will Will Smith did not get a Golden Globe nomination, right? I don't yeah, believe I don't that. So. Yeah, not that it would. Yeah, yeah. Change the I don't know. I mean, actually, I don't know. Yeah, good. you know, overall, they they are making films for the 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 the, the special. The, it's now called the specialty market. It's not called our big our big fall movies. Was what it, what it used to be. They're making films for a very narrow audience. The 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 audience of succession viewers, essentially, uh, and they're not selling them like <clears throat> like giant events anymore. It just well, but, uh, a glass onion was, and that's what I mean. But I'm, yeah. I'm like, and that was a movie that you know, if you put it in theaters, would have had a good. I mean, when Knives Out came out, you know, I mean, it's only three years ago, that was in the kind of, that was a Thanksgiving I, film I, that I, was I, played I, through I, Christmas. You know, I enjoyed Glass Onion, but it's not. I a, did too. It's a great. It's tra- a, yeah, but it's not a traditional uh, Oscar movie. It would. I mean, oh no, 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 I'm just saying in terms of the conversation around. You know, again, we we're just not talking about it that much anymore, and that's where movies movies that's drive trying to make it an Oscar movie. Though, right? Yeah, I think they're. I think they're gonna. Yeah, I think they'll make a push. Well, I. I mean, I. This is my fundamental question with Netflix, just as a business proposition. You know, if you if you take take something like uh, the Knives Out deal, right? They they paid four hundred fifty million dollars for the rights, plus another forty or fifty million dollars to produce each of these movies, right? And then plus whatever they're spending on advertising. So let's say they spent. Let's just lowball it and say they're spending five hundred fifty million dollars on these two movies. They could make ten seasons of television for that. They could make a hundred hours of television for that instead of four hours. And I just don't understand the business proposition here. I don't understand how that makes any sense from a business model. If you're if you are waging a war against sleep, which is the you know traditional (laughs) Netflix raison d'etre right 
if you're waging a war against sleep, what gets people on the couch and in, in, into their insomnia mode, right? It's, it's television. It's not, yeah. it's not movies. It doesn't make any sense to me why they keep spending so much money on stuff like this. Unless, I mean, I, unless the goal is to deprive the studios of something like knives out to glass mm. onion and say, we're, you know what, we're going to, we're going to put this on, we're going to put it in theaters for a week. Nobody's going to see it. We're going to put it on Netflix. Everyone's going to watch it there. And uh, there's not going to be any money for exhibition. There's not going to be any money for the studios. Uh, we're, we're, we're housing it here. Like I almost, I almost think it's a defensive um, uh, play to hurt I mean, the other studios. I think, like, think about how it's all. It's all been free market. I mean, they've paid a ton to market this, but it's all. It's all been free marketing. It's like the early Tesla, Elon Musk model, right? Where you don't pay a dollar to advertise Tesla, but you just, it, you just have everyone talk yeah. about it. it's the Donald Trump model, Frank. You know, and Frank. It, yeah. <laughs> and so. it's you. Uh, I mean, for one thing, you have in these movies. Think of all the big stars that you have appearing on Netflix now. You have, you have Leo DiCaprio himself, who did it, and Jennifer Lawrence did it. Did did Netflix movies? You have you, you, Netflix becomes the the home of the big stars and becomes not just this little this 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 little crummy little uh, uh, streaming service, but but becomes the, the center of Hollywood. And and uh, I think as Jenna said, it's it's every week you get a little you get a little marketing bump and you get you get a get a little thing that uh that that gets you a that gets you a bit of buzz that uh maybe even season three of uh Kim's convenience wouldn't wouldn't uh bring you. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you know, also uh, you know, Netflix has a deal with Sony this year as well, which is their first year that they get they're essentially the the pay TV deal for Sony. So an interesting thing that's also been on the chart this past month is Bullet Train, the film that came out four months ago. That's been on the top 10 list for five weeks. As I said, remember these, I said these films drop off? That film has had, and that's only available in the US and a few handful of countries in Southeast Asia. That's the global top 10 list. It's making the top 10 for five weeks. It's like theatrical just has this, you know. And the, 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 the Occam's razor here always comes back to. No, right. Ted really wants an Oscar. Ted, uh, yeah. Ted would. There, there's uh, not much in the world that that Ted Sarandos would not do to 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 have an Oscar on his mantle this year. Uh, isn't, isn't well, this is not the year. Yeah, exactly. Late Bardo push. Yeah, probably. Okay, so Sunny, let's take advantage of you being on here. So, um, you wrote something about Avatar, which you got into an argument with our producer about before we, before we started recording. Can you explain what your thesis was about Avatar? Yeah, in a nutshell, it's this. There's a meme that goes around that Avatar is the biggest blockbuster of all time with the least cultural impact, right? And they say, oh, you know, nobody can quote a line from Avatar. Nobody can name the main character of Avatar. No, it, It's had no impact on the culture, and yet it makes all this money. And look, the sequel is making all this money again, but still, there's no memes. Where are the memes? Where's the cosplay? Where, where, Why aren't people dressing up as Nobby at San Diego Comic-Con? Painting blue and going to the theater, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I, I, I take, I understand that argument but it is a surface level uh impact on the culture that they are looking at here the 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 real impact of avatar is that it had it fundamentally altered the way that studios made movies the types of movies that they made um the 3d surcharges the premium large format like we could you could you could argue that you know, all that was coming anyway with the MCU and everything else. But I think I think Avatar and the astounding amount of money it made was really the thing that set all this in motion. But on top of that, it trained audiences not to go to theaters for anything that wasn't a big event. The idea uh, for the idea for theaters uh, at this point is, well, why would I go see why would I go see Tar in a theater? Right. Why would I go see Tar in a movie theater when I can watch it at home and it's three hours long almost? I want to get up and be able to go pee and pause it. And what like why would I? Why would I go see that in a movie theater um, when it, I'm not getting anything special like HFR 3D? I'm not getting the IMAX uh, presentation. Why would I? Why would I do that? Um, and that is, I think, this is a the, we were talking about the 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 failure of some of these um, uh, prestige pictures to get big audiences. That's a big part of it, is because audiences have been trained to expect the theatrical experience to be an experience. They want the they want the the big bold booming uh 3D ride type thing. And Avatar the Way of Water has delivered that and it is gross one point 
I don't know, six billion dollars now. I don't know what we're up to. Yeah. Um, it will it will end up being the highest grossing uh, movie of the year. It will probably end up being the highest grossing movie since Avengers Endgame. Um, uh, I I kind of doubt it will get to the original Avatar, um, but it's 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 gonna it's gonna end up making two some billion dollars yeah. worldwide. And well, that's because people are like, I want to go see this in a yeah. theater. I don't want to go see Tar. I don't want to go see uh, you know uh, whatever else. I want to see this. Sunny, why are all movies so long now? Why is everything three hours? Well, you know, it's funny. This this is a thing I first noticed in the world of comic book movies. Um, there was there was a there was a a a an argument in um, amongst the fan base that like, why would I? Why I feel like I'm getting ripped off if I go see a movie like Venom and it's only 99 minutes long. <laughs> I want the two and a half hour Dark Knight epic length. Uh, you know, I I want to. Oh, I, 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 I should the be Snyder cut. Uh, the, I, I, well, I well. Yeah, I would have been one of the five people in the theaters for all four hours of the Snyder Cut in IMAX. But like, but the, but you know, I, I there, there, this was, this is something I noticed there, and I do think that there is something to it. It's like, all right, if we're gonna make, if we're, if it's gonna be a night out, if we're gonna go do it. I, I want to, you know, go and see something that will. I, this is strikes me as insane. It's an insane way to look at. I, it took me it took me a week to work up the gumption to go see Babylon, which I liked fine, and you know, um, but at at 189 minutes, it's like, well, this is this is a big commitment. It's a it's a big it's a lot of time. Um, so you know, that, but I think that I think that is an actual part of it. I think people are looking for big epic reasons to go to the movies, and and long equals epic. But aren't there people? such as myself maybe who would not want to go sit for three hours and it would make you like i like it's uncomfortable to sit that long and like like i think like like so much of the world i'm like add at this point and i find it i find it hard to i don't know about this one i feel like this is happening with like titanic and meet joe black in 1998 the same conversation why every once in a while you get a season where you have do you just happen to have films that are this length and it's like if it's a good movie and it's good and it, you'll sit there i don't know that yeah, anybody wants yeah. ever avatar being like yeah people said probably a little bit too long but it wasn't middle like, hour, it's not um... doing business the word of mouth is clearly amazing even knives out you know glass onions two hours and 20 minutes i'm like yeah. i mean you yeah. watch it at home obviously but i don't know the duration thing like, yeah and babylon is long but like because it felt you know maybe felt I mean, uh, a little long like, you know that's all richard another thing about it is uh just, you know, a three-hour movie you can only show it once, once right. per so night. There, you can't get, yeah. but now there's no company. Now that we only have uh, one one blockbuster every three weeks or so, there's no competition for screens. So the so Avatar right. can take over right. the entire yeah. Yeah. multiplex. Right, it could be yeah. a six-hour movie. Yeah, and yeah. Black yeah. Black Panther too was also two hours and forty minutes. You know, yeah. uh, and had the same issue, but it does affect you know, the, the box office. And the Batman, I think, was also. But uh, Sunny, you probably know better than I do. It was a longer, uh, yeah, it was a longer two and, film two and, as and well. a half hours or so. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, no, the uh, I didn't. I think you mentioned this in your newsletter this morning, maybe Sean. That that Avatar actually added screens. Uh, they've been yeah. I mean, they've, I mean, it's, like it's, it's in the fourth weekend or whatever. They're, they're yeah. the adding well, Babylon's not playing, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Theaters are like, yeah, I'll take the I'll take, we'll that take the Avatar other money. Thank movie. you. Yeah. Um, but Sunny, one thing I want to bring up about about this column too, and one thing I want to well, first I want to revisit <laughs> just the great 3D era of the early 2010s that I kind of forgot about in Hollywood, <laughs> where they just. Uh, you know films that were not shot in 3d like that's what i love the point you made it's like the 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 influence wasn't yeah there wasn't the meme it wasn't this it was the business and like that wasn't done before like how much crap we sat through for three or four i remember you said you you know as a critic sitting back then i had to go watch this stuff and i'm like what are you you know thank god that that ended but i was like having to just flashbacks and like esp and then 3d tvs of the next generation and like we went through that for two years like that's what it that was the legacy of avatar was that and i'm really glad you dove into that in your yeah i mean it's and in in obviously the 3d boom was short-lived because hollywood killed the golden goose i mean they 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 flooded the zone with crap that people were like oh this is crap i don't charge me what for this yeah right i don't i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to think i saw hop in 3d with with my (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I, uh, the the animated stuff is actually wow. the only stuff that actually you can really do well in post 
right version whatever it doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter like all of these movies none of it like wrath what wrath of the titans the right sam exactly that's what i think of too exactly yeah clash of the titans wrath of the titans whatever those, yep. those two sam worthington movies in 3d i remember were the breaking point for me because i was me like too. i've seen sam worthington in a good 3d movie <laughs> I, I know what he's supposed to look like it's not this i'm tired of it and to, it got to the point in my reviews where i was very explicitly writing a paragraph at the end of each of these 3d ones it was like once again i was forced to see this in 3d and it's terrible you should not do it uh don't go see it in 3d and it was around that time that these studios all decided like all right we're gonna i'm not saying i'm not taking credit for this i'm I'm not but it was around the same time that studios were like we're getting hammered on rotten tomatoes we got to stop showing everybody uh, all the critics these movies in 3d yeah because it's killing us yeah and it wasn't worth the charge but you know the money they were making was not you know because it cost money to do that kind of stuff and it was like yeah we're not making this back and no one cares and it burned out so that being said you know avatar is back now you know what is the legacy of this outside of saying oh we need to do more event movies it was just an idea that came to me if you're reading your column sonny was like will they take a lesson of we need, you know, th- how important a movie event is in that streaming movies just don't have this. And if you're a star and you want to keep being a star, like when is that, you know, to Richard's point, and I think Janice has said it too, you know, streaming or you said it, the streaming is sucking away all this business, but Leo DiCaprio, yeah, his last his, his two films don't look up last year. His next film's for Apple, which yeah. may or may not with Scorsese. Like he will not be on marquee for since a, a while, you know? Yeah. Well, so, I think I, I think that, that is for? getting a I think I think the Leo Scorsese movie is getting a theatrical. It will release. I mean, we'll see what Apple's gonna do. Yeah, with we'll that see. Stuff. We'll see yeah, what you know. Yeah. Um we'll see. Uh but the uh no, I think I mean I what are the two biggest movies of the year, right? It's Top Gun Maverick and, and Top Gun. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um and Top Gun Maverick is a star driven uh, nostalgia film. Avatar The Way of Water is not, right? It's an effects-driven film. And the, the which which of these two kind of wins the soul of Hollywood is... I mean, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Avatar The Way of Water will, because it's just going to make so much more money. I mean, it's easier to... It's easier to... Uh, do special effects and it is to craft a star like you, you there mm-hmm. are there aren't any how many more tom cruises are there out there uh yeah. but the um but no i think i mean i think the one one backdoor legacy of this movie might be the, it's it's going to end up doing uh it's going to end up doing more business than it needed to to make money w- without a huge like six or eight hundred million dollars from china which i think everybody was counting on when this got greenlit i mean everyone was right. counting on this movie to be an enormous hit in china it is a like modest it's, hit it's doing it's, 150 to 200 million or so yeah so it'll um, probably do you know maybe a third maybe you know of what they, right. they were hoping for that big number yeah um but I, I i but this might be you know if this is the sort of performance that gets people back to thinking of chinese box office dollars as found money instead of like we're basing our business on doing 400 500 600 million dollars there that's a good thing that's a that's an overall good thing for for the industry um so i i don't know but that also might just be wishful thinking um, yeah. oh. um, Wait, my, so my sunny like what's give us some good news what's happening with <laughs> <laughs> what's ha- what do you think is going to happen or tell us what's going to happen with entertainment and movies God. This year, I, I don't I don't have any good news, but I am looking forward to Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Right uh, on the same weekend, we're getting like the two original movies of the year, and even one of those movies is based on uh, a toy, the Greta Gerwig's Barbie. But it's you know it's uh, it's Oppenheimer and Barbie. We're doing back to we're doing back to back screenings. We're going from one to the other. We're it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be crazy times at the theater. That's what I'm looking forward to most this year. But okay, what, are there good are are there good non MCU non-franchise movies that we can that you think are going to break out this year? I I wish I I wish I had a uh, more positive answer than the one I have for you, which is no. I I really think that we are. I I I think that the theatrical business is skewed so heavily towards these big franchise type movies um, that this isn't to say that you won't have you know uh, a horror movie. Uh, do well because horror always does well horror still yeah. has an audience um uh, and this isn't to say you won't have the uh you know potential breakout uh a24 type movie like everything everywhere all at once which was i think the biggest and I, we haven't even talked about that but it's the biggest right. and happiest surprise of the year from my point of view uh and the fact that it is a both commercial success and a critical success and also an oscar front runner is very gratifying to me I'm, i hope that movie does um does does well come award season but the uh 
Yeah, I I don't I honestly don't know. I honestly I'm I'm so I'm so uh kind of down about the the state of theatrical distribution that I just don't know I don't know what's going to happen. And I also think I also think MC, the, MC, the 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 best thing that might may happen is the MCU hitting its ceiling. I mean, if you look at mm. uh if you look at Doctor Strange 2 and Black Panther 2 this year, they both did about 400 million domestically, um which feels uh, and also uh Thor 2, right? Thor, did about Thor, 40, yeah. Or four, Thor three, that, yeah. four. I think four, I four. Jesus Christ, four, <laughs> Thor four did did about did, did roughly in that same range. And I think that you that Marvel has essentially hit a ceiling where there's a there's a certain audience that shows up because they don't want to get spoiled, and then the rest of everybody's going to wait six weeks for it to show up on Disney Plus, which everybody has. Um, so you know, I think I think there may be there we may have hit the ceiling there, which could be a good thing. I don't know. Fair enough. Sorry, sorry fair I don't enough. have any. Uh, no, that's that's fair. Um, okay, well, you know, Richard's going to Sundance, and do you is is and I'm well, Richard. Let's ask Richard. Are there any movies that people are talking about that are going to screen at Sundance right now? Uh, not that they're talking about to me. So <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean it. It uh, th- there's nothing that stands out as uh, oh, this could really break out and become this little Miss Sunshine. At the moment, it's a lot of. Uh, a lot of a lot of very uh, earnest and uh, and uh, uh, dramas. Uh. Yeah, I mean, do you remember when, like, not that long ago, people would be like, "Oh my God, such and such is going to screen. It's going to be a bidding war." And like, people and then, well, Harvey would be like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm down, sh- you know, I'm main sure street. The, sure, the streamers will be there and picking things up, and, right? You know, just like they paid a fortune for cha-cha real smooth last year though right buy, yep. they'll buy some movie uh up there and we gotta get get a lot of attention and then well, don't forget coda right right yep, yep. that was, was a sundance film yeah there, there's so it, it could i mean in in the specialty business anything can happen right now but there it's uh there, there's nothing that just reading the description of it uh uh leaps out as as, as this is the one to watch do you think that uh, this box office woes and that none of these or most of these specialty films didn't work this year, especially any acquisitions that came out? You know, is the studio checkbook less open this year? Is it just streamers or busts anymore? Or I'm kind of curious if that has a dampening effect on a focus or a searchlight, you know, and how much they're willing to pay for a movie anymore, especially, you know, times of austerity at these studios. I, I, you know, I don't know if there's an, an answer to it, but I'd be very curious to see if, you know, usually they stay, you know, the streamers have been the bigger headlines, but the, the, the studio still showed up to play, uh, you know, at the, at the festivals. I wonder if that's, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you, if, if you've got a film that, that has some sort of mainstream potential, isn't completely alienating to every single uh, viewer on on the earth and you and maybe if you have a star or two in it um you know you can still still sell your movie for a few million dollars there and they'll they'll still be there and you've you've got you've you know it if it c- continues as last uh, at the past few years you've got competition so there's always potential multiple bidders so it's it's not uh it's not a dead market necessarily it's just right. uh it you you, you there used to be the, the the feeling with Sundance that these movies that uh, you know every every Sundance premiere is an enormous hit and people uh, go out of there and say, wow that's the uh, you know nineteen stars that, that's that's the, the the greatest movie ever seen and you and you just had the sense that this this movie was going to come down from the mountain and be released three months later and take over the world and uh, I, I think that illusion is is mostly gone yeah. They uh they did just add that John Carney pick with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, so maybe that was a last edition. That, you know, they they threw in there the Sundance surprise. So we'll see. Uh, John Carney, of course, did uh, begin again and uh, once and so forth. So, and, and this year, by the way, we'll see the release of uh, Taylor Swift's short film that she directed. Oh, right, so. she's going to be. Yeah, that'll be. Uh, um, she has well, while we film. have Sunny, like I just want to ask him one thing that Richard touched on in his exit interviews um, that were so great, and one of them. Um, I think it was both from the producer and the the big agent um, whose comments Sean Ryan rebutted the the big creator. But anyway, the um, 
uh, one of the things that both people talked about, Sunny, were just like the death of stardom. And, um, I, you know, one of them paraphrased Norma Desmond and said, you know, it's true, the pictures the pictures got smaller and then thus so did the stars or something like that. But the person made the point, like you can only look at the people who remain big stars and they work with great directors and they don't put on tights for, for, uh, for Marvel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would be curious to know if you, if you agree with that assertion. No, I, I, I do. I mean, I, I, you know, uh, this has been the big story of Hollywood for the last decade or so is the decline of star and the replacement of stars with IP, right? Like the, the real star now is, is it's like, it's like in sports, the real star is not the player necessarily. It's the Jersey. Um, although in sports, obviously that is different, but the, uh, but the, I, I, I think, look, I think that's basically right, but it also just means that there are very few stars i i i hesitate to hesitate to say there are there are no stars but there are very few and if you look at where where are the stars going right the what's they're going over to netflix right ryan reynolds and and dwayne johnson and um you know they're they're making big budget movies with ryan gosling and chris evans right they're making big budget movies with netflix and and those movies are putting up numbers. Those movies, people, because people are scrolling through their Netflix homepage, they're like, oh, I recognize that guy. I'm going to watch this. But I don't know that I recognize that guy. I'm going to go to the theater and get a babysitter and pay for popcorn, et cetera, et cetera. It still works anymore um, for for the theatrical experience. I mean, look at, ba- that- look at Babylon and Brad Pitt. I mean, I, I would. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. And in another world, world uh, the guy who's uh Margot Robbie's love interest, whose name I'm forgetting, uh, Diego Calva might have been popped off the movie if the movie had done uh, better business, perhaps. But that was a role, certainly that maybe that yeah. could have been that, but this just wasn't. I mean, do you think that hurt Black Adam? Like that, like you'd seen Dwayne Johnson in like a thousand things in the last, you know, two years, yeah. and then th- did that hurt him, or did that hurt the the theatrical of that movie? I think it probably did. I mean, I think it probably did. Look, Black Adam is a is a tertiary villain in DC. Like, it's not like there's anybody who's like, yes, I'm excited for a Black Adam movie. I've been waiting my whole life for this Captain Marvel villain to show up on the big screen. Um, uh, so it, it's all about his personal appeal. He's been in he's been in Red Notice, which obviously did pretty well. But before that, right, he was in a lot of theatrical stuff that did okay rampage skyscraper um you know stuff like that outside of the jumanji films he hasn't really had a big huge hit uh recently right i mean i i can't think of any off the top of my head you're you're right yeah i mean rampage was the you know one and two were the you know the jumanji sorry was the 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 one and two were kind of the last two big theatrical films that he did yeah no you're right it's you know he's uh he's he's a star he's big but he's not you know uh could he have made free guy into what free guy became? You know, it's like, well, right. you know, you can argue the maybe. point, but, yeah. but maybe, maybe, you know, you don't, I mean, you don't I, know. Like, I don't know. But I mean, right? even, even free guy was like, Hey, free guy made a hundred million dollars. Let's well, at a time party. When you... <laughs> right. No, I know, but uh, no, but it's, you you're, know. Right. you're right. You're right. Uh, but I will say this, that star making bit one actress that I've been keeping an eye on. Cause I thought she was great. And uh, Mrs. Maisel was uh Stephanie Sue, uh, I believe I pronounced her last name, but she was the you know the the daughter in everything everywhere all at mm-hmm. once like, and now she's in this new Lionsgate comedy this summer. She's in the Fall Guy with Ryan Gosling, like you know like she is on that course where I'm yeah. like yeah she's been seen by a lot of people in a movie that the big hit of the year, you know and again the streaming I still can't find the streaming star that has I can name that I'm like oh yeah streaming made that person into a household uh, name. Oh, no, Bobby I'm, Millie I'm, Brown. Uh, no, 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 Bobby Brown. No, 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 yeah. To open a movie in box, who has gone on right. so many people pay for? And that is still a delineation. You could be a streaming star, you know, great, you know, who, but like Joey King has done some things, but you know, three years, four years later, is she in opening a movie or doing, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, I don't know. That's always a people. 
paying for you always matters, <laughs> I think, in a sense, where no matter how much streaming becomes as popular as it is, there's this underlying current of, okay, let's see if your movie stars or people pay to go see. And that's, you know, yeah. kind of always been the the current there that, well, anyway, we can you know, see how it all progresses in the future. Uh, Janice and Richard, anything you're excited about for 2023? Let me ask you the same question, uh, you know, movie-wise or otherwise, what are you excited about? I mean, White Lotus 3, if it comes out this year. <laughs> Janice. <laughs> or Yellowstone. There you go. Okay. Oh, my God. I, I think Yellowstone may have jumped the shark for me. I, I, none of you are watching it because you're all... No, Sonny's in Texas. You know, come on. He's got a, you know, that's the I don't know what it. channel it comes on. This is, I, will, I, don't, I, I don't even know where it is. Oh my God. By the way, <laughs> like when you, wa- I, so I'm watching it on, I guess, Paramount Network on my YouTube live or whatever YouTube TV app. And like the ads are insane. They just come like, it's like, and they give you the ad countdown. So it's like, you know, you're going to get two minutes of ads and they shove like six ads in there. And I was talking about this with Richard earlier this week. It was, it's all for CBS procedurals. And it's yeah. like the FBI's CSI, blah, blah, blah. Like the firefighters. I mean, like it is this exact same <laughs> CBS formula that has existed for 40 years. It's pretty crazy. Back to ESG. What America watches, Janice. Uh, I know. You know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. But there was this fist fight. <laughs> that I won't give. I mean, I won't spoil it. Even went over the edge. Watched it, and it was it was so over the top. And that was okay. when my husband was like, "I'm out. I'm not finishing wow. the season." But I'm I'm sticking with it. <laughs> and Richard, how about you? Uh, you know, I'm my 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 New Year's resolution to be more positive uh, has lasted six days now. So uh, okay. I don't want to I don't want to risk that by by looking ahead to what Hollywood's uh, coming. Uh, okay. Well, I'll say I'm excited. I think the Creed three trailer was a fantastic. I don't know, Sonny, if you saw that or yeah, what your thoughts. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's yeah. directing maybe that yeah. could be a real moment of a new director. You know, coming on a major, you know, if he wants to continue directing, but I'm like, all right, this could be a, a big moment in March and a fun thing for the movies to to have. Uh, is it, yep. Is the, the is the Bob Dylan um uh, the 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 one being made by Timothy Chalamet? Yeah, is that is that is that is that coming this year? I'm I'm, I'm excited for I, that whenever it comes. I've heard, heard heard good things about the script and all. So. I'm, my impression is it's probably more of a 2024 thing, but I don't know okay. that. You know, well, I know I'm excited that. for 2024. <laughs> you have, <laughs> you got Wonka and Timothy yeah, Chalamet. Yeah, what about Wonka and do and Dune oh, too? Yeah. Both uh, rounding out big till Timothy Chalamet uh, fourth quarter this year. So that'll is, be is, you know. Is Dune two actually coming out this year? I, I could have yeah, sworn it. Okay, yeah. uh, that's good. No, I know the same thing. I'm like, that. that's this year. I was like, yeah, yeah. it's it's you know we're still in such a time warp from 2020. <laughs> Everything is feels compressed. The old flat circle exactly uh well sonny thanks for uh joining the conversation today uh they can check your writing out over at the bulwark.com and remind people of your podcasts yeah try, look it up on apple we got across the movie aisle uh and uh the bulwark goes to hollywood uh that, that last one's an interview style show first one is like left right and center meets uh siskel and ebert so think think right. about that one there's a log line i love it uh and of course remember to subscribe to the ankler at the ankler.com to get the full suite of newsletters and podcasts and analysis um i will be breaking down this weekend's box office, Megan. I forget, Megan, Sonny, are you in on Megan? What's your, uh, are you getting your TikTok ready or what are you, 30, what are you doing, man? 30, $30 million. It's going to surprise people. Are, it's going to pop, right. pop at the I box office. I think you're right. The, the, yeah, the creepy doll formula never fails, does it? It's, it's, it's a standard. <laughs> success story right out of the bat for box office 2023 come on guys if that's not optimism for you you know i got i got nothing else so we'll uh i'll break that all down we'll see if everybody's right on uh monday morning in my uh wake up newsletter at the ankler and you can follow us of course on the socials at the ankler uh enjoy your full first full weekend of 2023 where janice yes america will be watching football the ratings will go up big this weekend i guarantee you this will result in not people turning off football, but tuning in more to football uh, as this goes on. So I think that'll be the result. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Richard and Janice, great to see you as always. And uh, we'll see you all next week. 